I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Another podcast. Hi, Hello. Guys. Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Crying in Public. I'm Sarah. I'm Sydney. I'm Sophia. I'm Savannah. I'm Isha. And I'm Claudia. So today we're going to be talking about red flags because I feel like that's something we're all professionals in. Honestly, the people listening are probably professionals in it too, but we're just going to like review it for you so you can keep a lookout for the next time you meet an awful human being. PhD in red flags. I would like to say these red flags are not just for like guys. These apply to anyone. Like anyone who exhibits any of these, stay away. Run, I tell you. I have to say I'm an expert in finding red flags, but you gotta know red is my favorite color. So does it deter me? No, it does not. But it's important to note that I do recognize them. I just don't really do anything about them. Red is like the most complimenting color. Like your red dresses, like you're like wearing your red flags, but like you got the red dress on and you look hot AF in it. So it's all good. Yeah, I think like red flags for like anyone else are like just that red flags that like, oh, you see it and you're like, hmm, maybe I have to think about this or maybe I should reconsider or be a little skeptical about this relationship. But red flags in New York City are like, if you see it, 
you sprint in the other direction, like train for that marathon, run, put on your sneakers and just like fucking what's that? Looney Tunes. Ciao. I think that's cars. It's so funny because like red flags are bad. Like they're the reason that you should be skeptical about like being with this person or like about their intentions, at least in most circumstances. But for some reason, like the guys I went on dates with in New York, it's amplified. Like it's 10 times worse. I don't know if it's maybe it's like the toxins in the air make them more toxic, but like they're worse than other guys. It's almost as bad as the air quality. Like when you're in love, it's so easy to ignore those things. When like when you love someone so much, when you like someone so much, you just convince yourself they're perfect. Yesterday, so last night, I was reading back to the text of my ex and me because I was bored and I was feeling self-destructive. And I realized we didn't even have that much of a good relationship. Like I read all the fights. I was like, oh my God, I don't remember these even happening. But that just shows how much you can convince yourself. Honestly, looking back at texts is probably the worst thing you could ever do, Claudia. (laughs) But honestly, like red flags are so hard to notice. And that's why we're going to like point them out to you because like it's really important to like notice them since the beginning. Like keep the little like tally in your head. But like you guys could like give them like, you know, the thing you've seen like on TikTok where like every time a guy messes up, you take a letter out of their name. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Oh my God. If you're following our (laughs) game that we posted, please just take like a big old shot for that TikTok reference. Even though I'm not the one who's said it take it anyways yes that one definitely counts add sophia to that list too what if his name was like esteban julio ramirez rodriguez like i was gonna say was that a disney reference that's awesome yes that was a disney reference esteban all of this leads me to our first red flag which is like it's so obvious at the beginning i feel like because you're not too emotionally invested and like you're still sort of in the talking stage so when a guy is being way too forward like i love you or like things like that that's that's a pretty big one right there. So I'm going to let Sophia take this one away. Okay, so from personal experience, people being too forward, forward in the beginning is the biggest red flag. This guy is like professing his love to you and like he's telling you like things like, oh, I love like the way you are like with this, like certain traits about you that like he doesn't even know what you're like. He's saying this. So you're like, oh my God, like he knows me so well. And like, and like he's saying he has like all these strong feelings for you already, but like let alone you've known him for approximately like 15 hours and so like this is like the biggest red flag there is because it's not him like actually caring about you it's him like caring about the idea of you this stage is so hard to find like a perfect medium in because on one hand it's a red flag if the guy or the girl is like oh my god i love you when they literally just met you but it's also bad when they literally can't communicate or don't want to put any effort into hanging out with you or wanting to see you in the beginning. So there has to be a natural medium where the person takes initiative and like makes it obvious that they're into you without like planning your wedding on the second date, you know? Yeah, that is so true. And I think the like where that medium comes from is like being friends first. Like I'm a huge supporter of people being friends first before they start dating. And like every single relationship I've had that has like blown up in flames and things like that it's literally been where like we just jumped into something that like neither of us were prepared for and then we got way in over our heads and we acted like a married couple and then we were like never mind that's not cute oh my god Sarah what that's like literally so accurate yeah and you know that TikTok that's oh like my, that's <laughs> take a shot take a shot right now a big old fat nasty shot I forgot what the TikTok was so keep going <laughs> yeah the really weird thing to me is I don't know if this is just guys that do this it could be girls too but usually they're so intrigued by people who don't seem interested in them because of the whole like oh I want to chase them thing but my whole thing is those are such 
polar opposites but both girls and guys seem to be like enticed by the idea of the chase and like getting people they think might not really be like into them or feeling them but you just like a whole other big old red flag okay question since we're talking about being chased do you guys like to be chased or do the chasing i like being chased and i also like chasing because i'm a switch girl shut up can we just say that? so i personally sarah i like to choose the guy and then i'm like all right now chase me i don't like the guy to choose me like i choose who wants to chase me and then i'm like okay you can do your job <laughs> i can see sophia being like hmm you <laughs> see like in my mind i want to be the one who's chased but y'all know me i love boys who have no interest in me i'm the queen of the doormats i am the chaser full marathon runner right there i don't like being chased and i don't like anyone chasing me okay if you like me just tell me that's a complete lie savannah <laughs> <laughs> you're so right but like when he doesn't like me it makes me like him more because i'm like Ooh, a challenge. Oh my God, wait, I feel that. You're sort of like, ooh, level up. <laughs> I like to be liked more. Like I liked the guy to like me way more than I like him because then I'm like secure in my position. I'm like, yeah. Same, Sophia. But like most of the time I feel that I have to like the guy more than he likes me because that's the only way it ever works. It's never the reverse. I will say though, with the ch- whole chasing thing, it always happens like this. Like I always don't care about the guy and they always ask me to hang out and like do everything. And I'm just like, no, I don't really care. Like, I don't know. I humiliate myself in front of them because I don't care. And then as soon as they lose interest, I get hooked, like absolutely obsessed. And I'm just like, well, frick, I missed my chance. Speaking of like loving someone, huge red flag when a guy goes I love you after a couple weeks of dating. No. I mean, maybe you love like the sex. Maybe you love how cute I am, but you don't love me. But I kind of like when guys like blurt it out during sex. Like even if it's like the day after, I'm kind of like, oh, you're so embarrassed. Like I have the upper hand now. Yeah, especially especially if it's during sex because then it's like, you're like, oh, fuck. Like I, you know. <laughs> Wait, I'm so dead. Yes, Savannah. <laughs> oh, you, you want me to finish? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, it's just like when you're like fucking someone and they're like, oh, sorry, that's like so vulgar. But like when you're <laughs> when you're fucking someone and they're, and they're like, I love you. It's like pretty hot in my humble opinion. <laughs> that means I love that punani. Not I love you as in like your heart and soul, but as in like, never mind, I shouldn't say that out loud. Let me rephrase that. He means he likes the way you feel. Ew, ew. <laughs> so sorry. And um, speaking of, you know, sex, I think the, be- <laughs> the <laughs> next <laughs> point. Sex. <laughs> I think uh, the next point that is one of the biggest red flags definitely is when a guy is too emotionally unavailable because there's definitely a difference between like physically unavailable, like he has a girlfriend, which is like sort of obvious, but like the emotionally unavailable ones, they like hide it. So it's it's trickier to like see and dissect. And so you can get screwed over more that way. You know what I mean? I don't know if this is just like my opinion, but I genuinely think that every guy on planet Earth, but like honestly, any planet is emotionally unavailable. That's in quotations until they are literally like 40. That's their excuse for avoiding relationships for literally 20 years of their life slash adulthood. Like, are you just supposed to wake up one day randomly and like suddenly be available and ready for a relationship? Like that literally makes no sense to me. Okay, biggest red flag right here. My ex is psycho. Oh, honey, 
what did you do to make your ex psycho is the real question you should be asking. I hate that so much. Like, this girl wasn't psycho on her own. You must have done some bad stuff to make this girl like this. I'm like, I feel like us girls, like, don't stick together enough. And we, like, turn on each other. And, like, you got to, like, believe the girl because, honestly, like, you have to have each other's backs. I feel like men only have the brain capacity to love, like, three things. One of those is going to be their dog if they have one. One is going to be their Xbox or their PS5, Call of Duty, whatever it's called. And one's going to be beer. So good luck beating one of those. And if you can't, then like, good luck, Charlie. Okay. In the beginning of our in the beginning of the relationship, there's just like, it's so extreme. Like it can be a red flag if someone got out, just got out of a relationship. Or it can be a red flag if someone like, like they haven't dated someone for a long time. I feel like that's also a red flag. Like, honestly, you just got to find the sweet spot where, like, like they've been out of a relationship for, like, maybe a couple years and, like, they're probably fine. A couple years? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> however long it takes them to get over it. Like, if you were in, like, a serious relationship, it's just, like, the next person that you're going to date is not going to be someone who, like, you see as serious, I feel like. Like, yeah, if they're, like, a serial dater and they're, like, serious after serious after serious relationship and, like, they do not have a break, like, within two days to have a new girl and they're serious like that's such a red flag that like they cannot be alone and that just is like a lot of things going on and like on the inside that you need to like worry about before you guys get serious because it's gonna blow up in your face in about a month i think i win this entire category because speaking, <laughs> like when guys say like they're emotionally unavailable i'm like i think i'm skipping ahead here because now i'm going to like the end of the relationship but I got broken up with because some guy told me that he was in an arranged marriage. But then like a week or two weeks later, I find out he was completely lying and like taking advantage of that entire like situation. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I always hated him, but now I have an actual reason to, period. Thank you. No, I love when they're like, when they're like, I still really care about you though as like a person. I'm like, shut the fuck up like I don't care even when they're like I still love you and you're like you obviously don't like just say it like it'd be so much easier if you could just say it like when people do stuff like that it's like they're being selfish even though they think they're being selfless by like lessening the blow but like they're really not but that is a perfect segue into the next category which is um when he's a literal asshole and I think we are all um expert but I think the first like defining quality of this trait I think especially on the female end one that I've experienced on multiple occasions or just like backhanded comments about like your appearance you know what I mean like oh why are you wearing that lipstick why are you wearing so much makeup you look so much prettier without makeup like those comments are cute and everything like that but there's a way that you say it where it just sounds so like wrong you know what I mean that makes me so mad like number one every boy I date is in this category like Every single one, beep, bop, boop. Number two, these guys need to realize, like, I don't wear makeup for you. I could could not care less about you. Like, I wear makeup because it's fun and, like, it makes me feel hot. But, like, my biggest pet peeve as, like, a black woman is when a guy in the race is, like, oh, my God, like, your brown makeup's on my shirt or, like, it's on my pillowcase. Like, okay, be a washing machine. Like, what? But then also, like, I just don't understand why guys are always up our butts about makeup. Like, Maybe you should try someone like mask that horrible personality. <laughs> As my favorite tweet says, like, guys always complain about girls taking forever to get ready. But like, maybe y'all should too because you're all fucking ugly. Like, I'm literally getting that framed. I feel like I know so many guys who have taken longer to get ready than me. 
like they got to fix their hair for about an hour and a half to make their little like piece of hair like swish like slightly right to the side to blow in the wind like just perfectly if you have to do all that then like damn like, i wish you luck <laughs> but mom. i would like to say like some about like guys commenting on your appearance like i've had multiple guys like this is the worst part multiple guys be like oh you look so much better with your hair straight i'm like did i ask you know what sophia i think your hair looks good both ways but especially natural i love that look honestly thank you they like they seem like caring and nice and they invite you to everything and like they listen when you have problems but then they don't even tell you that they're like seeing someone or they have a girlfriend they just like they keep on leading you on because they like the attention exactly but now i just feel like a dumb bitch so this is a reply question because i need like people's answers on this i want to get everyone's opinions on like when a guy like cheats on you for a lot of people that's like that was really bad but like we can talk through it and eventually get over it but for a lot of people it's like even if you like if you look at another girl if you snapchat another girl like it's over like one of my boyfriends like snapchatted this other girl and like they never actually hooked up but like they were planning on it so i considered that cheating yeah definitely is cheating like a like a game ender for you or like what do you guys think about that like i always want to say yes but then like my first boyfriend cheated on me like four times that i'm aware of and by cheating i mean sticking his torizo in another person <laughs> Like, multiple times. And, like, this is probably the worst time. Because, like, you always want to tell yourself, like, oh, I'm a feminist. Like, I never let a guy cheat on me. But, like, when you're emotionally manipulated into a relationship, it's so hard to get out of it. Because you're like, oh, maybe they'll love me more if I do this or change this or et cetera. But, like, speaking of Snapchat, I saw this girl in my class. Her Snapchat, like, little boopity boop bitmoji thing was at his house. So I was like, like, why is she there? And he was like, oh, she's at my neighbor's place. And I was like, do you think I'm stupid? Like, I am, but, like, I'm not that stupid. Then he was like, fine. She came over and we only did above the pants stuff. And I was like, you're definitely lying, but, like, whatever. And luckily we were, like, done after this. So, like, I literally dodged a bullet. Like, that just showed me, like guys aren't shit like guys that cheat once will do it again no matter how much they gaslight you or like try and convince you otherwise like they're trash leave them at the first sight of cheating like not even a joke okay so i found out my ex cheated on me not from her because she didn't have the balls to say it from her best friend dming me like hey like i don't know you but i just want to say like your asshole hasn't been faithful to you for a while and i'm like I got the DM from what? the best friend too. It wasn't from her. It was from the best friend. That's so weird. That's so like, funny. Excuse me? Like, tell me yourself. Like, grow some balls. Like, come on. Like, she is my identical lookalike. And I'm like, ew, that's gross. And like, we both have like the same highlights, the curly hair, like the same everything. And I just like went off on this guy. And I was like, screw you. And he tries to like turn it around on me. He's like, you can't just like leave me after this. Like, we've been through so much. And I'm like, like, no, like honestly like keep out for that because like if the guy cheats on you and tries to like turn it around on you for like giving up on the relationship that is the most toxic thing they can ever do but also like side note if you are a girl and you know a man's in a relationship and you're still like messing with him like on purpose not only are you the worst type of human being but like come on girl have some respect for yourself like he's not gonna break up with her he's not gonna leave her like he's just a bad person it's like why would you want to be with him also like tell the bitch so she can leave him and then like cut it out altogether because like you know what i mean he cheated he did it but now it's like fucking have respect for like everyone involved i am so like your story your guys' stories are literally crazy like i'm so grateful that i've never had those experiences 
But, like, my thing is just, like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, if they cheat on someone, like, they're probably going to do it to you. I would like to agree with that. But, like, I also think that, like, sometimes, like, people do, like, cheat on someone, like, once, like, as a mistake. And then they, like, confess to it. And then they, like, grow up and they don't do it again. But that's very different than, like, a serial cheater. So I was just sitting through this whole conversation. Like, I'm so sorry you guys went through that. But, like, my ex never cheated, to my knowledge. But... He had different issues in terms of, like, he would always, like, minimize my issues and, like, always talk about himself. And that is such a huge red flag that you guys also want to avoid. He would always um, kind of make it seem like what I was going through. I didn't even tell him anything, like, personal. But if I had a bad day, like, I don't know, a bad swim practice, like, something as little as that, he would always, like, try and one-up me. Or he would always make me feel bad about, like, what I was going through. Also... Another huge red flag, it's not even like boyfriends or romantic relationships, it's also like anyone you come in contact with. If they make fun of your family, how overprotective your family is, like if they make fun of like your heritage or where you come from, or like the fact that your parents are bilingual, that goes without saying. You should just cut that person off immediately. Yes. So as an ethnic who dates mostly white guys, I cannot tell you how many guys like to make like black jokes with me. Like, I am not your race pass. Like, keep that internalized racism to yourself like stop saying like oh my god because you're black you're like you're so dark like well obviously dumb but like one time we were at this party and we were outside because outside was more fun and this man's oh he's such a good voice he was he, he was so beautiful okay sorry shut um, up <laughs> he was like i he's a singer he's probably listening to this i'm so sorry okay so he's a singer and he was like yo like i can rap and we're like yo like rap for us and he's like i can see him look at me now he looks at me and goes, can I say the N-word? I said yes so fast. And suddenly everyone looks at me like, Sydney, what? And I was like, he's cute. Like, I'm going to give it the pass. <laughs> but also, like, I hate when, like, my first question I always ask guys is, like, am I the first black girl you've been with? And, like, both answers, Bobby, they're like, oh, my God, like, no, you're the first. Or they're like, oh, no, I only date black girls. Or, like, I did one more before you. Every answer to that question is weird and I probably shouldn't ask it. But, like. I feel like if they, like, only date Asian girls, like, only date black girls, like, that's them, like, fetishizing a community. But I also only date white guys, so I do be doing that. So Yeah, it's creepy AF when people date people, like, of, like, that look similar to them. Like, it's totally a fetish, but then, like, I'm calling myself out. Going to, like, mostly white schools, especially, like, private schools, like, there were no other options. And, like, the literal negative four black guys in my grade, I've known since I was, like, literally negative six years old. So, like... It would be weird to like like them in that way. That's how that's how like depleted it was. But then also when I like do like black guys, there's always some like colorist thing where like they only want like girls that are Latina or like girls that are light skinned. So I'm like, I'm not dealing with all that colorist stuff. So like take that elsewhere. I just stick with what I know because like it that's what I know. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with it. Great. I'm gonna get Sorry. that on my wall too. <laughs> Wait, what was that thing you were saying? If you were if you weren't around for our other podcasts, it was like you can't feel. If oh my you god, can't you can't feel, feel if you can't heal. And Claudia was like, "Yes, if you can't feel, you can't feel." I was like, "Yes, Claudia." Say okay, so I feel like we're talking about all these red flags that we have. And does anyone else think that like we don't see them as red flags at first until we're like stuck in it because we watch like TV shows where we're like, "Oh my god, this man filled with red flags is my." soulmate like this is the definition of a soulmate just red flag upon red flag upon red flag that's so true i have a spiritual connection to that meme where it's like dw reading that sign like it's like oh lord send me a sign and she's like sorry i can't read or something like that i don't even know 
And I just, like, I'm so disappointed because, like, I have a good relationship with my father and I don't know why I'm like this. Like, <laughs> I see the red flags. I know they're there. Then I'm like, eh, I'm good. Like, I'm going to keep going. Like, I don't really care. But, like, going back to, like, the race thing, I feel like this really fits the next and last category we're going to discuss, at least in this episode, because red flags is, like, a whole book, honey. For me, at least the most painful red flags is, like, when you can tell they're embarrassed of you. And, like, that comes in a lot with, like, interracial dating because, like, when they're scared to, like, meet their friends or their family because they're scared they're going to, like, view you as, like, lesser. Like, yo, that be hurting. But um, it's more than that. Like, all of my exes, literally all, actually literally every single one of them had a problem with me posting their picture on Instagram or, like, on my story or a tag. And they're like, oh, I don't want people to see, like, blah, blah, blah. And, like, girl, if they say that, just, like, leave them right then and there because, like, they are embarrassed of you. You know what? If I was dating you, I'd bring you home to my family. I'd be like, look at this girl. I mean, like, okay, like if you guys are listening right now, you need to go check Sydney Winter's last post on Instagram and be like, <sighs> would you show that girl off? Because I bet you would. That's y'all are making me blush. Y'all, I'm black, but I'm blushing. No, like I think going off what Sydney said, I had a boyfriend once who like never introduced me to his friend. And like he literally once told me it was because he um was like scared that he wasn't gonna like me. I was like, what? Like, wouldn't like wouldn't you be confident enough that you're like dating me that like? Th I was like, okay, that's not that's not super nice. Yeah, I once uh, dated this guy, and he was like, you know, we were like things were going really well, and we were like three months in, and like he kept at that point, he kept like badgering me to meet my mom, and my mom is like the most important person in the world to me, as like I'm sure many people share that sentiment. We love her. I actually felt really uncomfortable with him meeting my mom because I wasn't really sure about the relationship myself because of all of the red flags. But I even mentioned I was like, do you want to get like a cup of coffee with me and my mom when she comes in New York? And he was like, mm, no. I was like, well, this isn't going to work. <laughs> when you meet the guy's parents, that's them saying, like, I'm serious about this. And guys are so scared of being serious about anything because they're peeny brains. But, like, I feel like when they do introduce you, that's how you know, like, they're serious about things. If they refuse to, like, chase even, like, their friends, like, that's how you know, like, he's not serious at all about you. Um, so we just, we just spent an entire episode talking about red flags and, like, toxic things guys do. But here's just, like, a quick shout-out to the guys who are literally, like, angels, who stick by your side, um, who just make you laugh. Yeah, so if you have, like, a guy friend who just, like, they just, like, have your back and it's, like, nothing more than that, keep them because that's so rare and they're just, like – just want to end on a positive note you know like not all guys are trash with that being said thank you so much for listening to this guys tune in next thursday for um more on our fucked up lives see you bye, bye. bye. i'm katia adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.